It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The highly anticipated basketball game against Kentucky has been canceled. A couple football players announced they will be returning for the 2022 football season. And Shad Khan has had enough of Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. All that and more in this episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes from the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, December 17th in the year 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. I would also like to thank everyone out there for making Locked On Buckeyes their first listen of every single day. In the preseason, I looked at the schedule and many people will do this with basketball teams or even football teams and look and see what games they're going to circle that they will be appointment television. UT Martin, who Ohio State will play this upcoming week, hopefully they'll play that game. That might not be appointment television. However, there are games, a neutral site game against Kentucky, a home game against Duke, and a away game against Xavier. Those are some things that people will describe as appointment television. And this game against Kentucky was what I would describe as appointment television. It will also draw in some casual college basketball fans or basketball fans that just watch the big-time matchups, they'll be drawn to this. It's on CBS, CBS Sports Classic. It's a great day for basketball. And many people out there, like myself, were looking forward to watching this game. However, the game will not be played this year due to positive COVID-19 tests inside the basketball program. This same week, the Penn State game versus VCU was canceled due to positive cases and tests being inside the Penn State basketball program. We have seen people all around us. I've had friends recently that have had co- that, that got COVID. People have had head colds. The football team had the flu. Michigan week, even into the game. And so there's a lot of things going around. Sinuses this time of year. These things are quite normal to happen. But COVID-19 has not been here the entirety of anyone's life, or most people's life, listening, unless you're a very, 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 very youngster. Uh, most people have not dealt with COVID-19 the entirety of their life. One positive test inside the program sparked the thought about the game being canceled. Once one player tested positive, things started to shift. They went inside a, I think, I believe a lifting session got canceled. Then they went inside the gym. No, they were, it was a lifting session. Practice ended up getting canceled. The practice court was used as a testing station, of course, socially distanced. And players were in there getting tested, PCR tests. They waited a couple hours until those results came back one player there's only one player that had symptoms but everybody else that tested positive did not have symptoms at this time the basketball team is fully vaccinated they are likely to get booster shots within the next week if there are no more positive tests the team should be able to play tuesday against ut martin should be because we have no idea what's to come 
the team will be testing. And if it wasn't for that one test, I do believe the person could have had symptoms, tested negative, and I do believe the game would be played. But once that one test has come out, things are going to be very, very interesting to see what happens over the next week and a half if the next two weeks of game, next two games will be played. I saw somebody on Twitter, and normally I don't try to scroll into other people's mentions when they're tweeting out articles and they're sharing concrete data information about what's going on with uh, the COVID and why a game is being canceled. And somebody asked a question about what are the testing protocols for football versus basketball. The one thing I do know is Ohio State, the campus, the school, does require students to be vaccinated. That is something that they have done. They also have a rule that if you're inside of a building on campus, you must wear a mask. So those are things that the campus and the school has done. The testing protocol is very interesting because even during Big Ten media days, this is going back to football in July, Kevin Warren didn't have any concrete information or protocols for the football. He said, we're allowing schools, the 14 member institutions of the Big Ten Conference, to formulate their own data, to formulate their own testing protocols. They have to give those to us in August, and then we will decide which route we would go. Seemed a little late to me, seemed a little behind the eight ball, assuming you are the very first game of the college football season. In the last weekend in August, you would think you would have all those things, all your I's dotted, all your T's crossed prior to that moment. But there's questions about that then. I believe Ohio State has done a phenomenal job of keeping all of those things in-house. There are certain things I would get out, certain things I wouldn't get out. Football team does not release a depth chart, and Ryan Day does not want to tip his hand. Keeping certain medical things in-house, I have honestly, personally, no problem with it. However, I wonder. If at some point, college basketball, college football, the NFL, the NBA, if at some point, probably not this year, maybe next year, if they'll start treating COVID-19 like the flu. Now, I am not saying that you're going to um, change things and not take, this, not take it as serious, but with it not going anywhere, I don't expect COVID to go anywhere any period of time. If you're going to continue to cancel games due to positive cases, then we're in a bind. Part of the reason this game was canceled is because Ohio State still could have gone and played the basketball game with those players that did not test negative. The one thing is, if a player tests negative once in Vegas, they would have had to quarantine for 10 days while they're there. And so you're not only having to go there, it's potentially, hey, uh, yeah, you can't play in this game. You have to stay here for a little bit longer. Um miss Christmas with people you plan on having Christmas with and missing more games down the road. Those are all things that are really concrete things that would have happened if they made the trip to Vegas. So I firmly understand why Ohio State took the time to not go to Vegas and why they decided to stay in Columbus and cancel the game. It's a basketball game. There have been a few games that have been canceled this year. Ohio State football did not have any games canceled throughout the season due to COVID or any games canceled at all. Last year, CBS Sports Classic, Ohio State was scheduled to play, I believe, North Carolina due to COVID. They changed that thing and they ended up playing, I believe, it was UCLA at the very last minute. Something along with COVID protocols, they had to change things up. Instant, like, really, I, I believe a day or two before the game. Oh, we're changing who we're going to play, so on and so forth. This is not fun. It's not fun and enjoyable to talk about or to even think about. 
college players, any player or coach having to sit out a game that they've been looking forward to playing. However, that's where the cookie crumbles. That's the way college basketball and things are right now for college basketball. I just wonder if at some point they'll treat this as, hey, if we have enough players to dress, maybe they're sick and they can't come out and play. If we have enough players to dress and play the game or going to play the game, the quarantine stuff and all those things that are different around the country, those might go away at some point. Because if we're going to keep treating COVID like it, we are right now, we're going to keep canceling things and canceling plans. And I don't think anybody wants to cancel plans, things such as games, weddings, things like that, at the last minute. We want to plan a little bit better, but I understand these are the rules for the team. The rules have come out. Ohio State's not playing Kentucky tomorrow. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture? You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on ncaa head to netsuite.com slash locked on ncaa for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses netsuite.com slash locked on nc2a bet online has you covered all season for more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and it's all one word to receive your bonus from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts thank you for tuning in to locked on buckeyes here on a friday part of the locked one podcast network your team Every single day. Remember to make Locked on Buckeyes your first listen of every single day. And make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins today. We are in a period of time in college football where we are going to be discussing Will players be staying? Will players be leaving? Will players be opting out of bowl games? Will players decide to play in the bowl games? Recently, the Peach Bowl, and I do believe this happened last year when Georgia and I believe Georgia and Cincinnati played in the Peach Bowl last year. I believe Georgia had numerous players opt out of that game because it's the Peach Bowl and they ended up deciding to prepare for the NFL draft. I get it. 
my personal opinion outside of it. I understand why they might decide to do that for their future. Now, this year, the Peach Bowl, Kenny Pickett, one of the top 10 of Heisman voting, he opted out of the Peach Bowl to play in that game. Kenneth Walker III, Michigan State running back, also top 10 uh, in voting for the Heisman. Both of them, opposite sides, Pittsburgh versus Michigan State. They opted out of that game. And so you're going to have the best player from Michigan State, the best player from Pittsburgh to, well, one probably a future first-round pick, the other one, Kenneth Walker III. I don't think a running back's going first round this year, probably second round for him. They are opting out. So these are real-life things that are being asked that people are announcing around the country. And so in my mind, I was wondering, would there be any Ohio State players that would opt out of the Rose Bowl? The Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. It's my favorite bowl game of every single year. Probably the one that is, talk about appointment television at the top of the show. To me, this might be the appointment television every single year. Always played on January 1st. People knock Jim Delaney, a former Big Ten commissioner for um, the contract and really um, making this this Rose Bowl and this bowl on January 1st and, make, and lifting up, lifting it up and making it as important to many as it is. I am not mad about it because with the college football playoff removing a lot of the bowl games from New Year's Day and not putting the playoff games on New Year's Day, which I think is very, very stupid, we got Jim Delaney and helping the Rose Bowls be solidified and solid on that January 1st in Pasadena, and I am not mad about it at all. Well, as of right now, the time of this record, this is being recorded on Friday morning, timestamp at 9.48 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, there is no Buckeye that has said they will not play in the Rose Bowl. Players met with the media a couple days ago, and they ended up talking about what would players send out. Talked about the brotherhood and the brotherhood at Ohio State being so strong and wanting to be with each other. And what person ended up saying they want to go out with a bang and really just want to remember what Ohio State means and show the importance of the brotherhood in the program, what it means to them. And they really want to go out there and prove themselves once again. No opt-outs just yet. The one thing that could happen, a couple of players that could opt out, Nicholas Petit-Frere could opt out, Haskell Garrett could opt out, Jeremy Ruckert could opt out, and then Seven Banks could opt out. The interesting thing is, I don't think any of them can afford to, well, Jeremy Ruckert could lift up his draft stock in this game. Haskell Garrett could lift up his draft stock in this game. Nicholas Petit-Frere, I think, is quite where he's going to be, but I do think he wants to play football. I do think that. Seven Banks. I know he, he could. I believe he has one more year of eligibility left. So I don't know what his plans are for the future, but he is not doing anything just yet. A couple of players that aren't sure about if they're going to come back or have not announced if they're going to come back next year or not: Zach Harrison, Dewan Jones, Garrett Wilson. The only one I think should definitely leave is Garrett Wilson. I do think Zach Harrison. And especially Dewan Jones need to stay in college football one year. When I heard Dewan Jones is contemplating leaving Columbus to go to the NFL draft, I was quite surprised. I don't think he's pro ready. We'll talk to Ryan Roberts of RisingDraft.com during draft season to prepare for the NFL draft and where Buckeyes might go. I think Ryan Roberts will give his honest opinion like he always does, and we'll have a fun time talking about Dewan Jones. I love him as a person. I love what he does on the football field, but I don't think he's pro-ready right now. A couple players, though, that have announced that they will be returning to Columbus for one more season, 
Ronnie Hickman, that bullet, bullet position, and then Cam Brown, one of the corners. I'm going to read you word for word what Cam Brown put on Twitter in regards to what he tweeted out, the graphic, the words about him staying and decided to stay in Columbus for one more years. Quote, I want to start off by thanking God for giving me this opportunity to be here. Without him, I couldn't have, have done any of this. Thank you to everyone on the Ohio State staff, and most importantly, to Buckeye Nation. I've, be, I've been through a lot over the past four years, but I am not done yet. There are many more memories to make and games to win with my brothers. I will be returning to Ohio State next year, end quote. Very, 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 very happy he has decided to return to Ohio State. Think about this. Denzel Burke on one side, Cam Brown to the other. Josh Proctor, I believe he's going to come back to Ohio State. I don't think he's going, I don't think he's going to transfer. Josh Proctor back there at free safety. Ronnie Hickman at the bullet. The only position you want to, you're going to have to think cover safety might change. If you want to put Lathan Ransom right there, great. You're you're I think the secondary is more solid right now than anybody thought it would be at the end of the season. It's just amazing to think about going the uncertainty that Ohio State had once Seven Banks was not playing, I believe, in week number one, and people saw Seven Banks did not take the jump. Of course, he's recovering from injuries that people thought he would. Cam Brown on one side really had a phenomenal season, and then Denzel Burke on the other. That could be a solid trio or foursome if you want to put Ronnie Hickman in there a solid foursome for them to be an amazing group of individuals playing football this year one more quick thing their Munford going to the I believe their Munford Tyreek Smith and Alave those are going to the draft um just off, based off the things that I believe Mumford's out of eligibility. Tyreek Smith, I do I do believe he's going to the NFL draft. Antoine Jackson has no more eligibility left. And so those, these are things that Alave's gone, Smith is gone, Mumford's gone. Those are all expected. Antoine Jackson, Alave, all these players are expected to no longer be there. It's the nature of the beast. Just uncertain about a few more. All the other ones, Nicholas petit Frayer, is he going to come back or is he going to stay? He could stay. Dewan Jones, I think he should stay. Zach Carrison, I think he should stay. Garrett Wilson, I understand if he leaves. There aren't many Buckeye players that I would think that should just no, not come back if they're not able to. I think most of them should come back and play football and be with their boys for a little bit longer. But I understand if they decide based off of what they think they can do to go to the NFL. I can, I can understand if they explain it to me, I can potentially understand what they think. It just might go against what I would advise them to do. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Bill Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and even high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie? Cherry or double chocolate? Cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it because it's the season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite 
Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. You friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa throw a few Built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order, or let's shorten it, go to Built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Buckeyes here on a Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. If you think back to the beginning of the week on Monday, we had Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jaguars on the show, and we talked about Urban Meyer, and he, without any hesitation, unleashed all of his thoughts about Urban Meyer, about Shad Khan. I even asked him about, do you think that Urban Meyer will last to the end of the season? Or even will he be there next year? I mean, these are concrete things that I believe any person would ask because with the way that things are coming out about Urban Meyer, they're coming out quick, fast, and in a hurry. What do you think is going to happen? The Jaguars are 2-11. and 11. Urban Meyer didn't lose that many games while in Columbus. Let that sink in for you. So people have been talking about how Urban Meyer this, Urban Meyer that, Urban Meyer this, Urban Meyer that. On the Jay Stevens podcast, I talked about how Urban Meyer is losing. No, losing is hard, and Urban Meyer is struggling. I firmly believe a lot of this stuff is coming out, even if it's true. I think some of these stories are a little bit weird. Even if all this is true, a lot of this stuff stays in-house because it doesn't come out because you're winning. Why would you tell some bad story about your head coach if you're winning? You know how many bad stories people probably have about Bill Belichick and they don't come out? You know how many bad stories or abnormal stories people have about certain coaches that have won national championships, not even maybe not present day, but previously, 20, 30 years ago, when what society allowed was a whole lot different than what is allowed right now. A lot of this stuff doesn't come out, doesn't come out at all because these coaches won. Winning covers up a lot. And Jacksonville is not the place right now. One in 15 last year, they already got a better record than what they had last year. I mean, let's just play the math. You would think, oh, things could be better. However, things are not. We got the report that Urban Meyer told his coaches, you guys are losers. I'm a winner. Okay. Um, If that happened, I'm sure there were stories while Urban was at Ohio State that he said some things maybe along those lines to players or to coaches, you ain't heard about many of those stories. Mm-mm. I haven't talked to players. I'm not talked to coaches, but I'm sure if you want to talk to any Tim Beck for one, Ed Warner for one, if you want to talk to these coaches that have been fired, that really let the ball down during a game and Urban Meyer immediately said, you're out of here. You haven't really heard much about that. Very, but no people love urban in Columbus. People love what Urban Meyer did at Ohio state. Came in during a weird time after a probationary period. Went, no, excuse me. After 
a year with Luke Fickle, interim head coach. Urban Meyer went undefeated during under probation, had a phenomenal year. Next year ended ended abruptly, ended weirdly in the Orange Bowl, lost the Big Ten Championship, lost in the Rose Bowl. The next year, I do believe that was when they won the national championship. In Ohio State, had a lot of success. The success that he had at Ohio State, at Florida, at Utah, at Bowling Green, he's not having that same success in year one in Jacksonville. And Shaq Khan has said, hey, buddy, even though Tony Wiggins from Locked on Jaguars said, I think since Shad Khan is slow, the owner of Jacksonville of the Jaguars, since Shad Khan is slow to fire, he thinks Urban Meyer would have been there next year. Urban Meyer's gone. Tom Palacero was talking about, was the one that released a report about how Urban Meyer told coaches he's a winner, they're losers. There's another one that came out recently where the former Jaguars kicker, Josh Lambeau, he told Rick Strahd, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times, that Urban Meyer kicked him during an August warm-up this preseason. I'm going to read a little bit of this um, for you. There's some four-letter words I will not read, and I think you understand why, but you'll get the great little insight to what is going on. Quote, I'm in a lunge position, left leg forward, right leg back. End quote. This is all Josh Lambeau talking he goes on to say, Urban Meyer, while I'm in that stretch position, comes up to me and says, hey, dip, bleep, make your bleeping kicks and kick and kicks me in the leg. Lambeau spoke for the first time publicly about what he said happened to him in an interview with the Tampa Bay Times. Quote, it certainly wasn't as hard as he could have done it, but it certainly wasn't a love tap. Truthfully, I'd register it as a five out of 10, which in the workplace, I don't care if it's football or not. The boss can't strike an employee. And for a second, I couldn't believe it actually happened. Pardon my vulgarity, I said. Don't you ever bleeping kick me again. End quote. And his response was, quote, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the bleep I want, end quote. Now, I think you understand why I did not go forward and read all those four-letter words. I also think this story may not have come out when it did, if things weren't going the way they're going right now in Jacksonville. Former Jaguars kicker got kicked by Urban Meyer. Probably pretty hard. I, I I understand, and I do think a lot of this stuff has happened or did happen, but there are probably more things that come out that have happened that have happened in other places. Somebody ended up saying that they think Urban Meyer has personality narcissistic disorder. I do think, though, Urban Meyer possibly, I can't concretely say this, but I think Urban Meyer could possibly have been a narcissist my way or the highway for a long time. You might be surprised how many people that have the power or that are as successful as Urban Meyer that are narcissists. Now, he has a lot of money. A lot of the guys I've run across with that have been bosses that are narcissists, they don't make a fraction of the money that Urban Meyer makes every year. From Urban Meyer doing his TV stuff at ESPN and Fox from Urban Meyer coaching at, at, at Jacksonville, making millions at Ohio State, at Florida, all his stops along the way, the businesses that he owns and the things he gets involved with via endorsement deals. I They don't make any of the money, but I have been a part of and I have worked under people that are narcissists. I cannot concretely say Urban Meyer is that, but I would not be shocked if somebody did as a doctor went through and tested urban and um viewed his behavior and said urban meyer 
I think this word describes your behavior because this is not normal for anybody. And it's all because of the level of control that Urban Meyer wants to have. It's unfortunate Urban got fired. I'm not saying this is a way to even say that college coaches cannot work in the NFL. I'm not saying that at all. One thing I'm saying is this. One lesson we can learn from all of this, be very, very careful, very careful if you're a boss, any person in general, but specifically if you're a boss, what you do and how you treat your employees, or if you're a team leader at a job, you have people under you that you lead in a small group every single day, be very, very careful how you treat them because you never, ever know how something you did six months ago, nine months ago, 12 plus months ago could come back to haunt you because all of a sudden you get on somebody's bad side and they just start unleashing all of the dirt, all of the wrongdoings that you have done while you were at a particular job. It's unfortunate for Urban that he got fired. I think a lot of the things that happened really got put on front street because the workplace environment really, really, really got tense and really was out of place that I don't think anybody wanted to be at. Urban's gone. Jacksonville will be looking for a new coach. They have Trevor Lawrence. They have talent down there in Jacksonville. Now they got to find somebody to fix a culture down there in Jacksonville, keep players there that want to be there, and figure out a way to put this bad boy in the right spot for not only the Jaguar players to be successful, but also the coaches and for everyone to feel like they're wanted and that they're comfortable inside the workplace. Fun show, feel good Friday. It's unfortunate that the game tomorrow against Kentucky has been canceled, but knowing Ronnie Hickman and Cameron Brown will be back for another year. It's exciting, and I love thinking about the potential about what next year's football team will be. We got one more game left. Might have a little preview, early look at the Rose Bowl at the beginning of next week. Already looking to and talking about getting a preview show recorded for you guys. The week of New Year's Day, of New Year's, for you to enjoy that week as well. Looking forward to next year. Looking forward to the immediate about what's coming up in a few weeks. And we'll be right here at Locked on Buckeyes talking about all of it. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. This is a feel-good Friday. Feel good. The temperature dropped just a tad, but don't let that alter your mood. Have a feel-good Friday. And let's enjoy this beautiful weekend as we have one more week, about a week, to finish up Christmas shopping before we enjoy time with our family and friends. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.